Shavua Tov, everybody. Today is Devarim Tarek Lamad Gimel, chapter 33 of the book of Deuteronomy. But more significantly, this is our final two days of learning the Torah together. It's my final time of recording for the Torah, because tomorrow Rabbi Sachs is going to take us to the end of Devarim, and the next day will be taking us over the line into the book of Yehoshua. And so I'm feeling a little bit um, emotional, I guess, as we complete the Torah together. Our chapter is the chapter known as Vezot HaBracha, and these are the blessings Asher Berach Moshe Ish Elohim Et Bnei Yisrael Lifnei Moto, the blessings which Moshe, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Each tribe receives its own blessing. Some of them are harder, some of them are easier to understand. There seems to be a lot of uh, embedded meaning. For instance, Binyamin Amal, Yedid Hashem, he is beloved to God, Yishkon Levetach, Alav, dwelling in security, Chofef Alav Kol Hayom, Uven Ketefav Shachen, dwelling in between his shoulders. What this seems to refer to is both the physical positioning of Binyamin between different portions in the land of Israel, in the hill country, but also the fact that he is between the two shoulders of the tribes of Yehuda and the tribes of Yosef. What's so remarkable about, bin, remarkable about Binyamin in Bereshit is that he doesn't say a single word in the whole book, but he is the person who tug of war is played over between the children of Rachel and the children of Leah. And so just that as a little sort of remez, a little hint to the uh, depths that are embedded within the blessings to all of the tribes. And at the end of the chapter, Moshe turns to Israel as a whole and says to them, Asherecha Yisrael, how happy are you, O Israel? Michamocha am nosher b'Hashem, a people delivered by God. And in the chapter that is to come, which Rabbi Sachs will speak about tomorrow, chapter 34, Moshe goes up the mountain and we have the final vision of this greatest leader of Israel, the death which has already been described in yesterday's, in Thursday's chapter, chapter 31. And there's always something that I find very interesting in how I think so many people misperceive these chapters, because the way the calendar falls out is that we read these chapters on Simchat Torah as we finish the Torah. Vezot HaBracha does not fall on a Shabbat. It is the only parasha which is not read on a Shabbat. And so we read these verses in a very joyous state. There's going to be much dancing, there's going to be hakafot, there are people who are being honoured and celebrated. But the truth is that actually the end of the Torah is a very sombre note, because the themes of the final chapters, as we've discussed in the previous few days, are not only how will Israel continue without Moshe, and not only what will Jewish history look like, but also the death of this greatest leader at the footsteps of the land, but not in the land itself. Moshe will die not having achieved his greatest goal. And I want to finish this piece and really finish all of my pieces on the Torah 
with a few thoughts about this. There is a phrase, a line that Franz Kafka, a great writer, Jewish writer, who suffered from terrible illness, died a young man, a phrase that he writes in his diary. He writes as follows, Moshe could not enter the land, not because his life was too short, but because his life was a human life. What Kafka seems to see in Moshe is actually Moshe being unable to achieve his dreams captures something essentially human. Built into the human condition is the idea that we will not ever achieve all of our goals. And I want to now explore this with one midrash and one literary point and then conclude. Here is a midrash on the previous chapter, chapter 31. You will die on the mountain which you are going up to. Amar lefanav, Moshe says back to God, Ribono shel olam, master of the universe, lama animet, why am I dying? Would it not be better for me to survive that people can still see me as an educational figure, that they can point to me as somebody who represents Israeli, Israel's history? And says God, Kolcha Moshe, enough. Gezerahi milfanai, it is a decree before me, Shavebechol Adam, equal before all men. Quoting a verse from Bamidbal, Zot Torah Adam Kiyamut Boohel. This is the Torah of a man who shall die in a tent. And the Midrash continues with the Malachi Hasharet, the ministering angels, asking Hashem, Lama met Adam Harishon? Why did the first man die? And God says, Because he didn't do my orders. But then they say, Vahare Moshe Asapikudecha, but Moshe did do your orders. Amar lahem, God says to them, it is a decree equal to me, equal for all men before me. <laughs> the Torah of man who dies in a tent. In the Midrash, God does not mention any failure, any sin on Moshe's part, the striking of the rock, for instance, as the Torah makes so clear. Rather, he says, as Kafka would say many years later, Moshe has to die because his life is a human life. He is not immortal. He is the closest a human being ever came to seeing God, to understanding God. But nevertheless, he is human. And it would seem to be that actually this is a theme throughout Tanakh as a whole and a fitting point for me to conclude that the Torah never ends in the promised land. Rather, the Torah always ends not with the climax, but with the anticlimax. Bereshit, we will remember, features the great promises given to Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov about their children who will inherit the land. But it ends with Yosef being buried in a box in Egypt. Devarim, as we are realizing, ends not in the land of Israel, but ends with Moshe dying just outside the land. The Tanakh as a whole will end not with the construction of the temple and not with the return to the second temple, but rather at the end of Malachim Bet with the king who was exiled from Jerusalem being somehow in some ways restored within the Babylonian palace 37 years into the exile. There seems to be something inbuilt into the 
Torah's narrative that it wishes to teach us that to be a part of the Tanakh's journey, to embody it, is to always understand that the journey always continues. There is no we have arrived at our destination, but rather when we get to the end, we are still looking at that which is the next step. This has been a pleasure. This has been a joy. Please use this week to invite other people to the group as we are going to move away from the Torah and into the Nevi'im. And I look forward to learning the many hundreds of chapters we have left together.